Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Box, a natural light, lifestyle, outside box, emotive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls, based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. lies somewhere in a gray area between documentary and fine art photography. I love to sprinkle my work with creative shots and I'm addicted to freelancing. I love clean composition and rich colors in my work. I love to use light and creative ways to shape my subjects and create a mood. My style doesn't fit into a neatly defined box, but that's okay because this is my voice. We welcome Holly Awad to Hello Storyteller Podcast. Well, hi, Holly. We wanted to welcome you to hi. the Hello Story po- Hello Storyteller Podcasts. <laughs> We're real excited to have you with us today. So excited that I can't even get it out. So thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited, too. Yay. Yay. So we're just going to jump right in because, okay. I mean, why bother with small talk? So um, we wanted to know, we have a couple questions for you, okay. and we just wanted to get a sense of who you are as an artist and as a person, and really just kind of have a chance to talk to you, because we think you're super awesome. Aww. So, tell us why you create. Well, I think ever since I was a little kid, I've been creative in some way. Um, I've always been drawn to the arts. I, I used to sing, and I even travel like across the country with like a, the Metropolitan Detroit youth chorus and I I I draw I I used to paint so like I I don't know I've always been kind of a creative person I I I actually get anxious when I'm not creating something Mm. um but I've I was I was drawn to photography like when I was um young my dad had this camera this old 35 millimeter film camera that he took over um to Korea when he was in the war Mm mm-hmm when he was in the Air Force, and he brought back all these prints that he took while he was in Korea, like stationed over there. And I would flip through all of these um, pictures that he took over there, and I just loved all the black and white prints. And he also had these um, books, these time life photography books that I would flip through, and just I was in awe of all of it. And I like photojournalism just was my thing when I was young. So I always wanted to get into photography. Um, I don't know. It's it's just part of who I am. I, I have to create things. I have to be a creative person. And I know that you mentioned that you have a lot of different creative outlets. And so do yeah. you find yourself drawn toward one more than the other or is there it kind of depends on your mood or you know how does that kind of how does that work for you in terms of like what you choose as your creative outlet um well I kind of I kind of like bounce around and like obsess over one thing and get good at it and kind of then move on to the next thing I don't know it's I'm kind of like all over the place but um (laughs) (laughs) when I was when I was younger and I used to sing that was it was easy because I didn't need really any equipment. I, I was able to go to school and kind of, I was in choir in school and then I was able to get into extracurriculars and stuff like that. Um, I didn't have the money at the time to get like good cameras or anything. So it wasn't until college when I, I borrowed my dad's camera and I learned how to shoot film and I learned how to, awesome. yeah, it was awesome. I, I learned how to um, develop in a dark room and all that stuff. And that's mm-hmm. when I really wanted to um, get into photography but um, it, that was right around the time that digital started, you know, yep. getting big. So all I had was a point and shoot. So, but I, I don't know. 
I'm probably not making sense because of all the wines. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think, you yeah. know, the more people that I talk to and the more people I spend time with, you know, they don't have just one singular creative outlet. Yeah. They, you know, they write or they sing or they draw or, yeah. you know, they do, you know, pottery or, you know, more tactile things. And so yeah. it's just always really intriguing to me to find out, like, what, you know, as an artist, like, what inspires you what moves you but also like how do you let that out because yeah. I think all of us have different different methods through how we kind of let that creative energy flow through us I agree so I'm always really interested to hear from artists like I honestly regret that else? I stopped singing because if I, I I stopped and I'm not as good as I used to be but like after I had a family and I um it just wasn't as important I wasn't practicing as much and but I, I wish I wouldn't have let that go. And that's why I kind of decided that if I was going to get into photography and be serious about it, that I was never going to let that go. And yeah. I was going to keep developing that tool because sure. I didn't want to get rusty. What did you do for singing? Like, where <clears throat> did, were you in theater or what type of outlet no, did you No, it, it was in a um, – well, I was in, like, a show choir that, that toured competitively – and then oh, I was wow. in uh, the. So Met- you were like the like the old school version of Glee. Kind of, yeah. Nice. It was no, it was it was an acapella choir, and yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and I also did it, and it was one of my classes in in high school. I sure. Originally took it, you know, because it was easy, and I was already good at it. So, but I really, really enjoyed it. How long did you do it for? Oh my gosh, probably at least five years. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was fun. And I sang before that in church, like in the choir yeah. when I was, when I was younger. Hear that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, so now do you shoot, do you shoot film now or do you, are you strictly digital? I'm strictly digital now. I probably could pick it back up, but it would take some practice. Yeah. I haven't done it in so long, but I'm, I'm sure I could pick it back up. It's like riding a bike, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, because film's like, you know, making a comeback yeah. these days. I love the look of it. I'm just sure it would probably, it would suck for a while, and then I'd, I'd get the hang of it. <laughs> That's how I feel right now, because I, I had this, like, super old, I mean, not super old, but I, I got this film camera when I was, I think, a senior in college, which was mm-hmm. over 10 years ago, and... Um, I decided for Christmas this year that I wanted to like use it again, mm-hmm. and I remember it being this like really super fancy camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like dusted it off my shelf and I put yeah. my film in it, and I was like, "This thing sucks." <laughs> <laughs> so I have like I have a roll of film in there that I have like two exposures left on that I'm like, oh, I, I like I'm cringing even sending it in because yeah. I'm not even sure what it's going to look like. But I have all these pictures from my college years that are all yeah. on film because that's what I shot with was that camera. So there's a piece of me that's, like, hoping that when it gets developed, it's just going to be, like, spectacular. But that might just be wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> if anything, it's good memories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've never so, shot with film. I've always wanted to, but I feel like it's super detail-oriented that you'd have to write everything down to know what your settings were. And I'm just not that person. <laughs> you really don't. You just it, have to have a light meter and kind of, Yeah. It's, I don't know. I don't think you really have to yeah. write it down. It's not super duper, I mean, God knows I didn't know anything about photography back then, so I was no. like, Meh. I mean, in halfway, I mean, most of the pictures came out halfway decent, so, uh-huh. <laughs> so it must have been okay. <laughs> That's so the cool. The only film I did was, was the uh, disposable cameras. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. It's a start. You have Ever- a portfolio. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so... Um, just out of curiosity, because you have all those prints from your dad when he was in Korea, like, mm-hmm. do you ha- like what did you do with them? Do you have them displayed somewhere? Do you have them in like an album or something? Or I have one that's framed, of, like some some kind of bonsai tree or something. I don't. I mean, it might not be a bonsai tree, but I have one framed of a tree that he took when he was over there. Um, the rest of them are all kind of like in a sh- in a shoebox kind of thing, and I I just pull them out every now and then and look at them and. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's, I mean, I know it's more modern modern now than it was back then, but like the way that they lived over there, it it was it like people like literally carried like laundry on their head and it was insane. But I don't know, like I was always drawn to that photojournalism like street photography thing, which is weird because now I'm like more of a family and child photographer. 
So I right. guess I guess if I could do any other genre, I'd lo- I love to like look into the lives of other people and how they live. So I, I would love to be that kind of like like a f- I-, I actually was taking journalism classes when I first went to college. So oh, I nice. think yeah, I think that photojournalism, like photography, where you like get into the real life of people. Yeah, that really that's what really speaks to me. I feel like that kind of translates in your photography as well, though, Holly, yeah. because you do a lot of documentary. I do, yeah. In, in your in your images, I do, yeah. It's just people that I know, so I can, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just so intrigued by life in general. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about you know when you're looking at your own work or by work of people that you you know inspire you. What what elicits an emotional reaction for you? Authenticity and like genuine connection more than anything. And, or if it's if it's only one subject, I would say um, being able to tell that it's a genuine like emotional response. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love seeing emotion in in photography. Um, people reacting to their environment. I love. Um, more than just seeing like somebody standing in a pretty field, like doing nothing. I love to see like how they're feeling in that field. Like, are they happy? Are they sad? Or you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I need that emotion. I want, I want the senses to be, um, more than just visual. Yep. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's kind of, that's what, that's what draws me in. And is that what you kind of try that's to what, capture in your own work? I absolutely, absolutely. I try to. I know I don't always, all of the time, but um, but that's definitely what I what I try to do. That's awesome. Yeah, because that emotional connection, I think, is you know what draws a lot of people into an image, at least initially. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, one of those things that kind of makes you stop scrolling as you're exactly. you know going through your Instagram feed or flipping through somebody's Facebook page or whatever the case yeah. may be, but just something that you're like, oh my gosh, wow, that's like yeah. such an authentic exactly that you it resonates with you you connect with it because you've felt that or have seen that or have experienced that and ultimately i think you know that's the one of the beautiful things about photography is being Mm -hmm. able to capture that emotion in that split second um that could be fleeting especially when you're working with children Mm -hmm. because you know i mean give it five minutes their emotions are gonna be all over the place (laughs) oh my Um, gosh but to be able to capture that that aspect of that emotion in that moment mm-hmm. is such an amazing thing. Agreed. I also love crazy awesome light. So if you can get crazy yeah. awesome light and that <laughs> emotion at the same time, it's like magic. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Agree. Right. Oh my gosh, I know. And then you're like squealing behind your camera. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, it's funny, I'm looking, like, I was looking before, but I'm looking through your 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 feed right now, and I just stumbled on this picture um, of I don't know who the little girl is. I'm not sure if it's your daughter or not, but probably there's just like this like beam of light shooting down on her and she's walking away with like some cattails and I'm just like, Holy yep. crap. Yep. Like that's just an amazing picture. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's oh my our gosh. that's our little cattail field in our backyard. Yeah. What? That's your backyard? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well it's part of my backyard. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> we we kinda live in a valley, so if we go out there and it's like really sunny and th- when the sun is setting we get these I can get these like really cool light leaks yeah. and it's it's awesome those are incredible yeah I, we can only go in that field in the winter time though because in the summer it gets so swampy that you like literally sink oh jeez yeah oh, no. my my whole yard isn't swampy but that area uh before we moved here used to be a pond I, I I'm like going on a tangent but it used to be a pond so like it's like a swampier wetter area they kind of let it grow over yeah yeah well that's awesome for those who don't winter time though too yeah exactly when the ground freezes we can walk out there and have fun that's cool for those who don't know where you're located holly where do you live i live in michigan in the lower part of the thumb because if you're in Michigan, you refer to where right. you're at by the hand, it's, it's right? The it's, it's the mitten. It's the mitten. So I live in the lower part of the thumb, and um, <laughs> yeah, I live in uh, in the good old mitten state. I like it here, although I'm really fed up with winter. And right how now. long have you been there? I've lived here. Uh, well, I was I was born here, but then when I was one, my parents relocated me to Florida, Ooh. and I lived there for ten years. And That's... 
That's Darn. a big difference. Yeah, yeah. I liked it there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they brought me back because I found my husband and my, you know, had my kids and everything. But yeah. I've lived here again since I was 10. So, um, yeah. So another, I don't know, 20, 27 years. Yeah. That That's how old I am. a Michigan native thing, though, because yeah. as I, I mentioned before, like I went to graduate school in Indiana, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of people at my school and in my program who were from Michigan, Michigan mm-hmm. and that and they hold their hand up, yep, and they just point. I <laughs> like we're from here, to where yeah. They live like any of us, right? Like any of us <laughs> that don't live in Michigan have any idea what they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, oh, I know. oh, I know exactly where you are now. No, I don't have any idea where you live, but thank you for the visual representation. Exactly. <laughs> I'm horrible with geography, so I'm going to have to look it up on the map to see yep. what the heck you guys are talking about. Yep. It's so funny. Ask anybody from Michigan where they live. They are, they are going to hold their hand up and they are going to point to a part on their hand where yep. they live in the state at 100%. It's, tr- it's the truth. It's gonna well, I've heard the mitten state, but I was like, I don't know. I don't yep. know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> And they hold the hand up that's, like, reflective of how it looks on the map, too. You have to. Yeah. If you're looking at a map of the United States, they they hold up the appropriate hand. I don't even know which one it is. The left one or the right one, maybe? Your left hand. Your left hand, yeah. yeah. And so they hold... It's it's just... It's so funny. (laughs) We're an awesome people. You are. Yeah. (laughs) You're one of a kind. We are. (laughs) So kind of jumping off our last question about kind of, like, what elicits an emotional reaction for you... Mm -hmm. um, what is your biggest inspiration when creating? And then I guess the like the second part to that is what do you want to elicit most from your viewer? And I think you maybe touched on that before with like the emotional piece of it. But what yeah, what is your biggest inspiration when you're creating, when you're photographing? Um, I well, I want to I want to capture things. I I mostly capture my children right now. Um, I I do shoot friends and family from time to time and I might start taking clients here and there but um, when shooting my children I want to capture things that I know I want to remember forever Mm -hmm. Um, I love the details I don't shoot them enough but I'm really trying to start shooting them more often I I want to capture the little like when my daughter she she had the hardest time giving up her her wubby or her pacifier I, I wanted to capture her with that pacifier like as much as possible so that I didn't forget that like those moments that that go so quickly um I want to freeze that so that I have that forever and and when I do start shooting clients I want to I want to capture the emotion and the and the and the the love that they have for each other in that moment so that's kind of what what my goal is and what my inspiration is when I'm shooting if that makes sense absolutely okay yeah I mean yeah I know that for myself when I'm shooting my kids too, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure some other people look at my work in time and are like, what? I don't understand exactly why right. you wanted that, that shot. But hopefully it also comes through in translation mm-hmm. that you, as a parent, that you can relate to why you mm-hmm. might have a picture of your daughter with her pacifier, either held in her hand while she's sleeping or, you know, in her right. mouth or whatever it is. And you connect to that because your child has, you know, the stuffed animal that is dragging on the floor behind them 24 hours a day because they exactly. can't let it go. Uh-huh. You know, those little moments that are just so fleeting yeah so that just go by so quickly Mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely I I 100% understand that so Holly what would you say was your breakthrough moment uh, for you and your work like when did you feel like you found your voice as an artist kind of kind of walk us through like your 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 path as a photographer I still you know that's a hard one because I I honestly feel I feel like I'm making it up as I go along. But no, like, I feel like my voice is constantly evolving. Um, I remember a specific, like, aha moment back in 2014 um, when I had my girls up on a hill where we used to live. And the sun was setting. And it was, like, really the prettiest sunset I've ever seen in my life. And they were just like dancing around on the hill. They were kind of doing it on their own. And I was like back taking pictures of them in silhouette. And I, I, I was just so inspired by the way the, the light, the whole, the whole thing, it wasn't all silhouette shots, but that whole session when I went home and I looked at it and it was all exactly what I wanted it to be. I mean, I enhanced it, but in camera, it was all beautiful and it was, it was bold and it was, that's, I knew right then that that's the direction I wanted my photography to go in. It was, it was 
I was captured the connection between my two oldest daughters and them having fun and and um, I, I captured the the movement in their dresses and and all of that and it was just that was like when I knew that was the direction I wanted my photography to go in. Now I've come a ton. I've come a long way since 2014 and I still feel like I'm, I'm learning more every day. Um, and I know I'll continue to evolve, but I'd say like probably in the last year is when I really found my voice where it all came together. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know I'm just, I'm going to keep continuing to, to develop that voice just like when you sing you um the more you practice the better you get you develop your your talent that's kind of how photography is the more you do it the more you develop things and you change your style a little bit as you go along but that was kind of that was kind of when it started for me like back then so I guess on the flip side of that, you you talked about how your you know your voice is still evolving, mm-hmm. and obviously you're still learning and growing. Um, what's something that you struggle with in your in your work? Oh, geez, that's another hard one. Um, white balance is the devil. Yes, it is. <laughs> I hate white balance. Oh, um, that's what auto's for, right? No, I shoot in Kelvin, and it pisses me off a lot of the time. Pardon my French. Oh. Um, but yeah, white balance, like skin tones, honestly, is what I like. I'll edit something over and over and over and over again. I'll sometimes yeah. post it and delete it and then like fix it and then put it back up. And sometimes <laughs> I'll leave it there and then I'll just look at it and get mad at myself because I'm like, oh, that's too orange. But no, white balance is like, honestly, the hardest thing for me. It was the hardest thing for me to, to like, kind of grasp and I'm a lot better at it now than I used to be but it still angers me most of the time yeah so do you Holly do you um do you compose like in camera all the time or do you kind of shoot to edit um I try to get it right in camera as much as possible I really do um there are some exceptions where I like I know okay this is going to be something I'm going to have to edit um, like for example, the, the Mona Lisa loop that we're in, I know I want to make those more painterly. So yeah. I, I know I'm going to do certain things in post to make it look like that. Um, but most of the time I do try to get it in ca- as, as close to how I want it in camera as I can. And then I, I, um, do most of the editing in Lightroom and, and, and every now and then I'll take it into Photoshop to enhance here and there, but. Yeah. Tell me, I know we kind of touched base on, um, you know, growing up in Michigan, Mm -hmm. but what's, what's your favorite thing to do there with like your family, your kids kind of walk us through like your everyday. Our everyday. Well, honestly, I don't leave the house much (laughs) during the day. I mean, I get my kids off to school. Especially during winter. Oh my gosh. Right now I'm like climbing the flipping walls. Um, no, like during the week, it's it's typically like get the kids off to school and and um, take Charlotte to school and then come home and help with homework and dinner and all that stuff. So it's not that exciting. We haven't been here that long, so we haven't been able to get the kids into extracurriculars. But this um, coming year, we'll be getting them into like sports and stuff like that. So things are going to get more hectic. Um, but um, like on the weekends, our favorite thing to do is just to um, get in the car and kind of my my husband and I and our youngest especially we kind of just go and explore the area since we're not we we moved an hour and a half away from where we used to live so we're not super familiar with this area we were further south before so Mm. we get we get in the car and we kind of just um explore and find new places and and get to know the area and get out and just be in nature um if we don't leave the property. I mean, we we have eight acres, so we just love to be outside. Oh wow! In the summer, we are outside all the time. So we're either swimming yep. or on the swing or just you know running around. The kids half naked in the yard, just having a blast. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's basically it. Where uh, we have a lot of animals. We have five dogs. My husband's trying to convince me to get another one, and I'm like, Oh no! I'm like we really don't <laughs> oh. need another one. It, well, most of them are small, so. It's, it's not that bad, but, um, we have one golden retriever and he wants to get a lab and I'm like, no, not until uh, my, we have a really old dog. 
um, our cavalier is like 11, like 10, 11 years old, and they only live about that long. So he's like our old curmudgeon dog. And I told him, I'm like, I'm not getting another dog until Chevy's gone. And, and I, I just can't take it because he gets to go to work and I had to deal with potty training all these puppies and it's ridiculous <laughs> i also have children but um but yeah we're getting chickens in the spring we actually already have them on order so those are nice. coming by easter yeah we're crazy people. so we love animals yeah. and we love being outside and um that's, that's about it. super fun yeah it is fun so holly have you always um stayed at home or you know did you work at all i did when um i worked when i um first got out of college and then uh, before we had our kids and then when I had my first and second kid. I worked for like 15 years at a credit union in the marketing department and when I left there I was the marketing manager. I was actually pregnant with Charlotte at the time. My husband worked there. I got him the job there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, he worked there for, for eight years and we actually put in our notice on the same day because he got a new job and um and i and i knew because we knew because i was pregnant that i was gonna stay home with this one so um it's been about five years since i stopped working traditionally rather you know i still work yeah i work harder now than amen oh my god right (laughs) 100 (laughs) percent yeah kids raising kids is no joke no it's ridiculous and holly how many how many children do you have three three girls 13 10 and four wow yeah the teenager is gonna kill me. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know what I'm. Mine's gonna do. five going on fifteen, oh so my I, gosh. I can kind of relate. Yeah. They get sassier as the years go. Oh on. no! Don't tell oh, me that. <laughs> You're in for it, girl. Thanks. Yeah. I only have, have boys support, over right? here, so I don't live in that. Oh. I don't live in your world. I have nieces, but that's not quite the same thing because I can drop them off at home. But... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they and you know when it's your aunt, you put on your best behavior you're you're on your best behavior oh yeah we have you're a great not, time you're not showing your bitchy face to your aunt no it's just for mom it's awful <laughs> oh, um, no. so holly do you have kind of you know i know all of us right we kind of like have this like there's a handful of pictures right that you've taken mm-hmm. over the course of your time that are your absolute favorites yeah but do you have like an all-time favorite photography moment or accomplishment Hmm. I don't, oh, geez. <laughs> that's a hard one. I know. I know I've said that every question. I'm I know. Like, oh, that's is. a hard one. <laughs> um, We're real ball busters here. <laughs> I know. I was pretty proud that Clickin' Moms um, named me uh, one of the top 100 photographers to watch this year. Oh, that, that was amazing. Was, uh, yeah, Ooh. that was really, that was really cool. Um I did not make the voice collection this year, but I made it last year, which was also really cool. Yeah, um, yeah I'd say I would say that you know becoming a click pro was good, but that put me into the worst rut that I've ever been in in my life. So it's oh, funny no, how really? that does that. Like you work so oh hard gosh. to accomplish that, yeah. and then it's like yeah. crickets, nothing. You have nothing for like at least a month. Oh, it was it was more than a month. I was like three, four, five months that I was just like so unhappy with everything I did. It was awful. Is that what's happening to me right now? (laughs) Possibly. I felt like nothing I did was good enough. And I'm already I feel like like after the holidays too, it's like you put so much effort into like making the holidays amazing and sparkle and spectacular that once January hits, you're like, oh, what do I do now? How can I top that? Yeah. But also that I think, you know, that that click pro process is just It's it's hard. It's stressful. The waiting and yeah. The waiting, but even just like the creating, the putting, putting it, that, to put the putting that portfolio together because you're. I mean, I know for me, yeah, I, I you're shooting in such a different. Ma- for me, I was shooting in such a different manner. I was being aware of so many more things, which was great because I think mm-hmm. just technically it was probably a real big improvement over what I was doing before. But when you, I just remember like after I got accepted. I didn't know how to pick up my camera again mm-hmm. and just shoot for for me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh wait, I can I can I can chop I can chop a limb off if I want to. Right. <laughs> exactly. Love this picture's just mine. I can cut I don't care about my kids hand. I'm gonna chop that puppy right off. <laughs> like I was almost like there was like this kind of like paralyzing like what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not the only one that's happened to. No, I've no, talked to a lot terrible. of artists and I feel like they've all gone through the same 
rut or like stop in their work just to like kind of regroup and and figure out where they want to go from there. Yeah, I do feel like once I got out of that though, that I came back stronger than ever. So yeah, it was it was it's just all part of the process, but it was it was hard at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I agree. I feel like I've evolved more since I've applied. Like my portfolio that I submitted is completely different than what I'm shooting now. Oh, which is mine's kind of weird. totally different. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> so Holly, what are your goals this year? I know we're still in the early, you know, months yeah. of 2018. So what, what goals do you have for 2018? Where do you want to see yourself um, going this year? My big goals for this year, um, I, my, I, my main focus is to start teaching and mentoring. Um, those are my big goals for this year. I do, I probably will start taking clients by fall. Um, here and there for people who are willing to pay me for, you know, what I'm worth. I'll um, pay you. <laughs> <laughs> that's hard out here because I live in the sticks. So yeah, these people... Keep to California. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to. I love California. No, um, so, but my big goals right now are um, teaching and, and mentoring, I think, for the year. Um, I might start um, mentoring local photographers too, like in person. Um, that's something that's really uh, attractive to me, yeah. like being one-on-one. Um, so I, I think I'm more comfortable going that route than shooting a ton of clients because clients you have to shoot like nights and weekends and be away from the family. And we travel a lot in the summer, so that would be really hard um, to do a lot. But I, I want to do a limited number of, of sessions going forward. And what type of photography business do you want to have? Do you, you know, are you doing lifestyle? Are you doing portraiture? I want to do... What kind of business would you like to have? More family lifestyle photography. Family and children lifestyle, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I I want to shoot true to my style, which is, I think, why I was so unhappy when I tried business before. Because I was just trying to get as many clients as possible so people would come to me and be like, oh, I saw this on Pinterest with all these props and all this garbage and will you do this for me? And I just, I couldn't tell people no because I just wanted the business so bad and I wanted the experience. So, um, yeah, now I, I, when I go into it now, it's going to be a totally different mindset. Yeah, I can completely relate to that. Whereas, you know, when you're learning, Mm -hmm. you just take everyone and anyone you can just to get that experience to build the portfolio. But I feel like once you find who you are as an artist Mm -hmm. or a storyteller, Mm -hmm. you know, you're able to say, hey, this is the client I want. You know, are we a good fit? Am I a good photographer for you? Exactly. You know, and and we kind of have to meet in the middle. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be shooting the Pinterest things that you find. Like if you're hiring me, you're hiring me as an artist you know, because you like my, my work. So now as I'm kind of vetting clients, I say, you know, have you seen my work before? Mm -hmm. Let me send you my website, you know, right. Just to make sure we're compatible. I guess. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the business now of trying to, um, (laughs) if I get a, when I, I do have clients. And so when I get a client inquiry for something that's Maybe not exactly my style. Like I had it, I had an inquiry back in the, in the fall for a newborn session, and she really wanted to do a posed newborn session, which I do, although mm-hmm. I'm phasing it out this year. And I was like, well, let me talk to you about lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and so I just, I just kind of kept going back. But you know, we were emailing back and forth, and I just was saying to her because her baby was a little bit older, and so mm-hmm. um, I was like, you know, I really think that this. You know, I really think that this is what you're looking for. So, um, you know, trust me and let's see what happens. And she was just thrilled with yeah, the outcome. Exactly. And, uh, and I would have been so sad if I had walked into their house. Cause I, I go to client homes for my newborn sessions and I would have been so sad because their house was so cute and cozy and their nursery was so beautiful. If I had just mm-hmm. like set up my beanbag... <laughs> In that, yeah, in that house, I would have been like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. I can't do it. Um, so yeah, now I'm now I'm just trying to coerce, not coerce. I'm trying to to creatively convince my clients that they want something creatively else. Convince them like <laughs> yeah, that. I'll use that term. <laughs> um, which is working pretty well. Good. <laughs> um, so 
let's talk about um we have a couple more questions and then we're gonna do some rapid fire questions so just know it's coming okay be prepared because you have to answer the first thing that comes to mind which could be dangerous (laughs) you have five second time limit i don't know how much (laughs) how many wines we're in at the moment so just (laughs) be prepared be prepared you be prepared for me (laughs) we'll be ready all right um what so you talked about that you want to um maybe take on some clients and Mm -hmm. mentor um, do you have any kind of educational goals that you have in terms of like things or techniques that you want to work on or learn or improve in as you look to, towards this year? Oh goodness. I haven't even thought about that yet for the year, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to take some more, um, like emotional storytelling workshops mm-hmm. or something like that, you know, along those lines, learn how to, if I'm going to be take, if I'm going to be taking clients I'd like to learn how to prompt them to get a natural emotional connection between them, you know, themselves. I know how to do that with my own kids, but when you're, you know, have a whole family full of people, right? like what, what can you do to get them to interact in a natural way kind of thing? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I'd love to take like some sort of um, workshop on that. Awesome. And um, yeah. And also some, you know, how to deal with the business side, because I'm clueless with that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a big piece of it, too. Yeah. Um, it's a huge piece. It is. And it does get complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than I think. <laughs> Just a little bit. Most, yeah. And I think more so than, you know, I, I know for myself, like more so than I initially realized. Yeah. Um, and then, and having been in, you know, having taken on clients, I would say really probably more so in the last two to three years, mm-hmm. um, you know, just trying to like have a, you know, a, a decent business plan. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's hard. Yeah. That's a really great goal though. That's, yeah. I'm going to jot that down on my list because I should probably <laughs> put that on my list of things to do. <laughs> Become a more savvy business owner yeah. than what I currently am. So, Holly, what advice would you give new photographers that are just starting their journey? Don't compare yourself to other people and do not be so hard on yourself because we all start somewhere. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know I'm terribly hard on myself. Um, but I, I, for the longest time, compared myself to other people. Mm-hmm. And you're not other people. If you want to develop your own voice, you can't look at other people and compare yourself to other people shoot what speaks to you and shoot from your heart and how you feel and um and just do it consistently like i can't stress enough the importance of doing some sort of project whether it be like a 52-week project or a 365 um my work grew faster during those times where i was doing a project whether i completed it or not that's irrelevant but um my (laughs) (laughs) In my defense, my first 365, my camera broke in August, so oh, I had to send it away. Excuses, yeah. excuses. I know, I know, I know. But, <laughs> um, but I picked back up and I tried again. And um, during those times when I was shooting daily, um, I learned my gear inside and out. I learned how to how, how the world looked through certain lenses and how how to compose my images and how things looked to me. Um, and the more you shoot, the more, the faster you develop your, your voice and, um, and, and kind of sharpen your, your vision and your style. So I would say those things would be my advice to people just starting out and don't rush the process just because somebody started a year ago and they're amazing now doesn't mean that you've been doing it for three years and you feel like you aren't at that level. Doesn't, I mean that everybody, everybody goes at a different pace and, um, and like I said, I think we're all our own worst critics anyway. Like mm-hmm. I look at my work sometimes and I'm like, what the heck? And I know it's just because I've looked at that same image like 500 times and it's old to me, you know. And yeah. um, it doesn't mean it's bad, but it's it's just not like a fresh brand new image anymore. So I don't know. I love, yeah. I love that you talked about comparison because yeah. I think that is so huge, especially with being inundated on a daily basis on social media platforms Absolutely. with other people's and artists' work. Um, I'm not going to say which group. I, I just recently joined a, a 
fairly large mm. photography group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I'm like this close to just leaving it. Mm-hmm. Not because this community isn't supportive, and not because it's not full of amazing artists. It mm-hmm. is all of those things. But I find myself scrolling through that group and being like, I'm never <laughs> going to have pictures that look like these people's. And it's maybe it's their location. Maybe it's, you know, it's a, a thousand yeah. different things. But, you know, I mean, comparison really is a thief of joy. It and is. It's, and it's great yeah. if it inspires you and motivates you to work at and hone your craft. Exactly. But on those times and in those moments, especially when you're first starting out, where it just drains you and sucks the joy out of what you're doing. Yeah. It's just not worth it. You can't use it as a tool for just to increase your self-doubt. It it can be like, oh, I like that angle. Like, I'm going to try that. Or um, I like the tones in that. I'm going to learn how to kind of incorporate that into my work. But you can't use it to say, oh, my gosh, like, I'm I'm not as good. Or I and you can't you also can't look at somebody else's work and try to copy it because then you're not um, developing your own voice. Right. Um, it's it's so hard. It, it is it is hard. There's so much talent out there, and it's hard to not look at the person who's at the very top and not want to compare yourself to that person and their journey. But everybody's journey is different. So absolutely, you, you've got to find your own way. And I think it's important too that to find inspiration in others. Mm-hmm. But once you you know. Once you start to learn the ropes and then you really develop your own style and your own voice, mm-hmm. you know, I remember years ago, you know, before Pinterest and all that, where you would just look through photography blogs mm-hmm. and I, and I, I so desperately wanted to be good or, you know, convey that emotion or, yeah. you know, just be something but, you know, I was working a full-time job, and this was just a hobby to me, and exactly. I, I never knew how to get there. I didn't know how to have that polished look mm-hmm. like these photographers had, and, you know, it just, you just have to take your time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't always just be at the top right. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone starts somewhere. And most people aren't at the top at the beginning. Actually, no one is. I guarantee right. you. But, um, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, it's... it's it's hard. It's hard to not look at somebody else and say, hey, they've got the same amount of followers as me. Like, why doesn't my work look like theirs? Or, you know, but your work shouldn't look like somebody else's. It should look like yours. So, yeah. Right. And I think also, too, that it's helpful, you know, and I find myself, too, that, you know, I'm one of those people that on Instagram, like, I really like when people show they're straight out of camera and then they're edit because I think mm-hmm. to myself, like, okay. <laughs> Now yeah. we're on the same playing field. Because your straight out of camera looks just like mine. That's right. amazing. Yeah. I do um, like seeing this the straight out. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, it's also important to remember that especially in the social media platforms, you're only putting out there what you want people to see. Yeah. Which is important because especially if you are taking on clients, you only want them to see your best work. Exactly. But to think that everything, you know, that particular artist produces is at that level would mm-hmm. be a complete, like, it's not, it's just not realistic. Like, no. And I think <laughs> everyone's got a blurry shot. Everyone's got, you know, yep. a bad composition. Like it just happens in, in the process of creating art. I think that's why a part of the reason why we're so critical of ourselves. If you think about it, like w- we show the world our highlight reel right. and we all have like the B shots, the C shots, the D shots, and we see our own crap. We see our own crappy work, but we don't see everybody else's crappy work. We only see their highlight reel. So we see, oh my gosh, like I took a hundred shots and I only got 10 shots that were halfway decent. Like I got 90 shots that are just garbage, but you see somebody else's feed that's full of just gorgeous work. Like it's, it's, it's all subjective. It's all like that person probably had just as many crappy shots as you did. They just only show people the good stuff <laughs> you know it's 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 hard though it's i mean true. that's that's how we play mind games with ourselves mm-hmm. i know and i love the, the project piece too because mm-hmm. um yeah i mean mm-hmm. i i tried and miserably failed like two maybe no more than that now probably like four <laughs> years ago yeah. like four years ago to do a, a, a p52 project mm-hmm. um i was working full-time still at the time and i was like yeah i can't one picture a week that's impossible there's no possible way I could actually do that and then this 
um, this past year, so last year, mm-hmm. I did my first 365. And I mm-hmm. guess if you want to think about it or look at it, technically, I wasn't technically successful. Right. But I still shot 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's so true what you said. Like, I'm kicking myself that I didn't do it before. And maybe I wasn't ready to do it before. But yeah. I was ready to do it last year. Mm-hmm. And... I was like, this is amazing mm-hmm. to to be shooting constantly, to have these amazing pictures, mostly amazing pictures of my yeah. kids. Um, but you do like you the growth just last year for me and going through that that project was incredible. It is. And it's such like it everyone when you are when you feel like you're ready to take it on, when you feel like you can commit to it should 100% do it Mm -hmm. because it is such a game changer in terms of finding your style, finding your voice, learning your craft Mm -hmm. and, and having fun and just going out and enjoying it. Yep. I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I think even within like the first six months of the project, I still didn't know I was, you know, shooting the same things and, and whatnot. And then something during the summer just clicked Mm -hmm. and I, I just, and I think a big part of that was freelancing, you know, mm-hmm. learning how to freelance. And I think once I saw the result from that, I just knew, like, that that was me. Yep. That's who I am. And then, you know, learning how to use light and just practicing every day and just picking up the camera, whether it was a great shot or not, just being just committed something. to, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember I we moved similarly to you. We moved last year, just just a year ago, mm-hmm. and it was like the day before we moved. And I was so it was only in February, so I was like I was like committed to this three sixty five project. Yeah. I was like, I am taking a picture every day. Damn it! <laughs> I, I was, remember those days. I was in my car and I was going through the car wash, and I literally have a picture from the inside of my car of the car wash, and it's awful it's a horrible picture (laughs) i mean there's nothing good about it but i was like i'm gonna get a picture every day i think it was the day well maybe melissa maybe sometimes you just say it's not gonna happen today yeah (laughs) you just keep going because what the what am i i'm not gonna do anything with that picture it's awful it's horrible we all have those days but I it's think mine was more like think. a 300 day project than right. 365. It's like a 276-day like you know, project. Right. <laughs> um, but I think it's important that when you do take on a project like that, that if mm-hmm. you do, you know, miss a day or whatever, it, or a week or whatever it happens to be, that you just pick Start back up back and you keep end. going. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, that's fine. I, I know. agree. Because like, October for me is really busy with client work. So like mm-hmm. last October, I shot most days, but none of it was my kids. Right. <laughs> And I was like, I have a whole month of missing of my children. But I'm like, well, I have like a a thousand pictures of other people's kids. So (laughs) I guess that's still the same thing. You were still practicing. Um, I was still practicing. It's still part of the process. Okay. I say it counts. Holly, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Rapid fire. Super difficult rapid fire questions. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. They're not at all. I promise. Okay. These These are softballs. Okay. But you never know. I might add lib, so be careful. Okay. Oh, she's tricky like that. That's right. Okay. So, <laughs> Canon or Nikon? Nikon. Favorite lens? 85 millimeter. Dream location to shoot? I've been there before, Hawaii, but I, I want to take my kids to Hawaii with me. And Light shoot room? them there. Ooh, yes. yes. Excellent. Sorry. Light, that's okay. Sorry. Lightroom or Photoshop? Both. Full-time or hobbyist? hobbyist right now favorite preset action i hand edit everything oh fancy yeah you are fancy holly i'm just cheap i knew i liked you <laughs> <I'm> just cheap <laughs> <laughs> no you're just creative That's right. yeah. <laughs> and our last question is uh pre-planned shoot or in the moment uh, I'd say mostly in the moment, but I do sometimes get a vision ahead of time where I, or I'll see something and then want to recreate it later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'd say probably 90% in the moment and 10% like pre-planned. White, and pre- white, white. <laughs> Go sorry. Ahead. Uh, pre-planned is probably loosely pre-planned most of the time too. Okay. White right. wine or red? Red. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because I like I, I like to pretend that I, that it's healthy. 
Uh-huh, yeah. It's all the yeah. antioxidants. It's exactly. <laughs> and how many glasses have you had during this podcast? <laughs> Just one during the podcast, but probably two before. How many, <laughs> that was pre-game. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So, Holly, why why did photography choose you? Like, at that moment in your life, what what were you doing? I can honestly say, well, I once I had my kids, I started shooting with a point and shoot just, you know, because I couldn't get enough of them. They're adorable. But what, when my when my youngest was born, my mom was also sick. Um, she had cancer. Um, so I would take pictures of her with my point and shoot all the time to kind of help lift her spirits and give her something, you know, to focus on other than being sick. Um after my mom passed away, my, my mom passed away when my oldest Sarah was eight months old. And so I didn't have that reason to keep shooting anymore for her. I would still take snapshots here and there. But um, I was in the room when my mom passed away. And in that moment, I kind of, um, you face your own mortality in a way that is, um, unlike any any other thing I've ever experienced. It was very, very difficult. And I knew then, my reason for shooting changed. Um, I wanted to give my children pictures of our lives together. I wanted to freeze moments because that, you know, it was ingrained in my, in my mind, like how short life is. Like I wanted to capture everything so that I could remember it, but also so that they could remember it, remember us all together, remember all of the happy times, remember um, just how much love we had for each other. Because um, not only that, that moment like changed me, but also like when we were planning for her funeral, I didn't have very many pictures of her growing up either. And I didn't want, I, I didn't want that same thing for my own kids. So that was, that was kind of like the moment for me. That's why I got into actually being crazy obsessed with photography. Sweet. That's, yeah. that's a really great reason yeah. to capture everything in life. Yeah. So Holly, where, where can our listeners find you? What platforms are you on? Um, right now I, I'm on Instagram, Holly Nicole Timekeeper. Um, I, I shut down my Facebook page cause no one ever went there. Um, hopefully I'll be getting a website this year. So once I do that, you know, keep your, keep your eyes out. I'll, I'll announce it somewhere. And, um, for now, just Instagram. Well, Holly, we want to thank you so much for being our inaugural guest Yay! on our podcast. It Hell was fun. Our podcasts. Our after dark session. Our after dark session yeah. with the wines. Next time, the wines. next time, if, um, if we then, don't have the wines, I won't sound so all over the place. <laughs> So for more information on our podcast artists, please visit our blog on www.hellostoryteller.com to see their incredible work and make sure that you follow Holly on Instagram. And we hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.